This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to the Diesel Power Products Podcast, where we talk about anything and everything between owning, operating, or building a diesel pickup. We post new episodes every Wednesday. That's my wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back to Diesel Power Products Podcast. If you're watching live on Facebook, this is now a video cast. But if you're listening, it's a podcast because you're worth your ears, not your eyes. Yeah. It's the you first were... one of 2019, too. First one of 2019. Welcome to 2019, Sadie. Yeah. Anyhow, thank you for tuning in. Uh, make sure to check us out on Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud. Am I missing one? I've said it so many times, yeah. now it sounds weird. Yeah. Anyhow, make sure to check yeah. us out on there. Leave us a five-star yeah. review. I have like six reviews i got to respond to. I, yeah. I'm sorry, guys. It has been stacked here. I have your reviews. I have a separate little folder. You guys have been doing a really good job. Of yeah, saying, thank you. Yeah, make sure that you leave like podcasts in the subject bar. Make sure I can keep them all organized. I think I might just, I don't know, tomorrow's Friday. I think I might have some beers just hammer out. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Y- yes. Yes. Especially when the note writing takes some place. real frosty. Yeah. But yeah. Make sure uh, if you want to get a free shirt or have us answer a question, screenshot that five-star review. Send it to Ben at DieselPowerProducts.com or Tyler at DieselPowerProducts.com. And we will get a dank meme with a handwritten letter right over to you and make a butt crack sweat. Yes. Just the top. You're welcome. Just the top. You're welcome. Anyhow, today's episode, yes. what are we talking about? One of my one of my favorite builds. I think this is probably this might be number one, maybe number two, but it's one of my favorites. What's on your shirt there? <gasps> oh Talk my about god! Howitzer. It's the shirt I'm wearing. It's our, our truck we uh, built for Ultimate Adventure 2017 mm-hmm. and, and 18. Eight, yeah, and 18. Mm-hmm. Um, so for for those uh, out there that don't know what Ultimate Adventure is, you know how Diesel Power Magazine does like the Diesel Power Challenge. Well, for the off road industry, off road magazine has the ultimate adventure. It's like a week-long wheeling trip uh, where you got to drive there. You can't trailer. I think you can trailer there, but you have to drive the whole trip. 
Yes. Um, yeah. And uh, they're like culture. camping. I think now they're staying in. Uh, what was some of the, I think they're staying in the hotels now. I think they used to camp. It used to be like really, really. It, it used to be like almost two weeks long. Yeah. And it was no hotels, no nothing. Yeah. That was when like when like work payway was super sandals, super hard at yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm still sure. I'm still sure super sandals. Yeah. If you ever know, or if you know work payway is, it could be. He could be in the North Pole and he's still wearing sandals. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but now it's a little bit shorter. It's about a week right in there. And I yeah. think every two days they get a hotel stay. Just because yeah. it, it was getting pretty brutal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really bad. I don't even know Cooper, but. When you got yeah, a 300 go pound man in a standard cab truck, <laughs> that has some a, interesting smells. That has a. A fur sweater on 24 hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's what the ultimate adventure is. It's uh, it's it's something that really tests your rig, especially. Uh, I mean, they go through some crazy stuff depending yeah. on where they're at. I mean, this last one was they were in the like the East Coast, like Maine and up there, mm-hmm. where not a lot of those guys have wheeled before. It was pretty nasty. Yeah, it was pretty nasty. So, um, it, so in other words, it's just a really, um, really crazy wheeling trip, and we we build we sponsor it as the uh, official retailer every year. Well, I think uh, we did offer a power products did last year, mm-hmm. so. Which is before a that division was of our products. Yep. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and uh, this is one of my favorite rigs we built uh, for for a couple of different reasons. We're kind of gonna look at some of the reasons why it was one of our favorites. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have never seen it before, and we actually made the cover twice of yeah. Spar Magazine with it, and we managed to not bring a single, single. magazine up with us, but if yeah. you're listening, it doesn't matter. So. <laughs> yeah. I don't know exactly what months it was, but we have made the cover with it uh, for a couple of reasons. It's a uh, it's a single cab short bed. Yeah, diesel. Yeah. It did not come like that. Yeah. Because they don't make single cab short beds. They do not. It is a 2016... 16. Yeah. Yeah, 16. And uh, it was originally purchased at 2016 single cab long bed uh, work truck. Yep. Uh, with the Cummins in it. And within like... I think we only had miles on it from when we drove it from <laughs> yeah. the dealer to here. And we took it all apart. And we cut the frame. And <laughs> we cut it. <laughs> I mean... Oh, my mic just fell, so hold on. Ben will talk while I fix my mic. So it was pretty much like as fast as a warranty delete as you could do on this thing. I mean, this it still had the warranty stickers on it and all the plastic inside the interior, and we're chopping the frame, um, which is pretty cool, though, because we got to kind of make this really nice short wheelbase, single cab, short bed, 6.7 Cummins wheeler, and the goal was we wanted 42s on it, and so we were able to get 42s, but just like all of our other trucks here, Low slump. Yes. So it was on 42s with only about three inches yeah. of lift. Yeah. So put that, like, think about that. It, it looked like an RC car. Yeah. And and we were too, like, I remember when they were building it, they were, they were slightly concerned with how tall it was going to be mm-hmm. because of their, we were shorting, shortening it so much. And some guys out there are probably like, well, why did you shorten it? Yeah. Well, we shortened it because any, anybody knows trying to go over an obstacle when you're long and you got a long bed truck, you have the, the risk of high centering because you've got such a long wheelbase. So we wanted to shorten that up. Um, but it's a... Uh, yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. Where was I going with that? It looks like a remote yeah. control. Yeah, remote, yeah like, it looks like a remote control. <laughs> I was uh, back when I was cool and had a Ford Excursion. I was yeah. driving and Cooper pulled up behind me with that thing. I still had the big big flingy flag Lips. on it. Yeah. Yeah, and it seriously looked like a remote control car. Yeah. And, and he was like, he rolled up right on the back of the excursion. The next excursion was, it's not a small vehicle. It's on 37s. It's big. And this thing made it look tiny. It was hilarious. Yeah. And Cooper's He's <laughs> <laughs> a big old man in a yeah. standard cab truck. So, it's a great truck though. It actually, yeah. it worked really well. Um, and part of the reason that we did a short bed is because that was not the first time we had taken a full-size yeah. 6.7 Cummins on Ultimate Adventure. Yeah. Actually in 2014? Yeah, because yes. it was grandma yep. for two years. And yep. Yeah. 
Grandma, we'll talk about that another day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we, we took um, actually one of our, our technicians here, Ash, mm -hmm. his current daily driver. It's a 13 Ram 2500 single cab long bin manual. That is now a 620 horse truck. Uh, back then it was probably, I mean, still a stock turbo, stock injector, mm -hmm. so it was four. Yeah. Right in there. Um, but they took that, uh, outfitted with some glass on the front and back uh, on 42s. No, 40s. 42s. That's 42s. That's 42s. Had the Trepidor 42s. Yeah, we're all about tire size. Go yeah. big or go home, man. Go big or go home. Yeah, <laughs> making my 35s look small. Gee, <laughs> yeah, I got 35s in the Suburban, pretty jacked. Yeah. It looks really cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Anyways, so <clears throat> first thing we kind of get question questioned on is why'd you guys go with the 2500 over a 3500? Right. Do you think off-road, this thing's loaded down, you should probably have some heavy-duty heavy heavy leaf sprays yeah, in the back? Yeah. Well, wrong, wrong. <laughs> so we went with the 2500 because coil sprung rear end, which oh. is super cool for a three-quarter ton truck, especially mm -hmm. when you're looking to like get travel uh, out of the suspension and use it for off-road. You can do a lot of cool things with it. So yeah. So that's why we went with the 2500. We wanted that re the rear spring, uh, not leaf spring, but coil spring rear end. Um, just to allow us a little bit more articulation because that's what we were, we were going for. We're not, um, you know, this is a big, heavy truck. So <laughs> when you're off-roading something big and heavy, you want to have, for one, good articulation. You want to have good traction. So you want to make sure you're keeping those tires planted as you're trying to move this big thing. Uh, just because, you know, weight, weight's a killer, just like any other motorsport usually. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, so we had a... Then we also had a roof rack and a, a bed rack on there like that. Um, but the... The, the four-link in the rear really helped things yeah. kind of saw an actual truck kind of twist around. It was it was to the point, we'll talk about the front end too, but the yeah. my favorite thing, Cooper came back from, I think it was like EJS or something like that, after, it's like front end version 2.0. Yeah. And our That's front... That still white. That one's still white, yeah. yeah. Our, it turns out that we had to add limiting straps because the, the limiting factor for articulation was our front drive shaft. Yeah. That's how much we were getting out of this truck. <laughs> It was it was flexing. Yeah, it was wild. On forty twos too. Yeah. It was oh, good. With crazy. crazy stuff on it. Yeah, it was it was a good truck. I like that thing. Since we're on front ends, I mean, really the only the only problem that we ever encountered with this truck, which is something that you didn't you wouldn't think that you would encounter, mm -hmm. was it? I think it was on the Ultimate Adventure last year. Was it the last one it went on where it twisted on the, the tubes? tubes? Yeah, it was last year. Yeah, where we literally on the front end, which if anybody knows the, the nine and a quarters, I mean they're a pretty stout front end. I mean they have four mm -hmm. I think four inch axle. I think yeah. four inch axle. They're huge. I don't know the exact. Uh, but they're they're big anyways. And uh, we actually ran into an issue where he was going up over an obstacle, and the the tubes that go into the center section of the of the uh, front differential actually boop, twisted, and the pinion I think was uh, pointing straight. Was it pointing straight down or something? It was, it was pointing one yeah. direction, either up or down, and so. They had, they actually had to use I think one of those uh, welders that's like connects to your battery and alternator yeah. and, and weld the, the tubes back in after they got it straight. So, mm -hmm. yeah, we and uh, now it's trust. Yeah, now we addressed that for <laughs> sure. Uh, didn't think that was didn't really think of that happening. I guess I mean, no, you really wouldn't think of that. But part of the reason I mean we had a lot of mechanical advantage in that vehicle. Yes, we had a lot of a lot low torque. power. Obviously, you got a diesel in there, forty two tires and five thirteens. Yeah. With air lockers. Yeah. That thing was, it was great. <laughs> it was, it was great. There was, there was a lot of parts on that that got tested. Yeah. And the tubes going to the, yeah, that was one. Yeah. <laughs> but it's fixed now. Um, and I believe they actually fixed it on the trail. And then we, I think we got a new axle and actually did we that did. one and we trust it. But it was fixed enough. I, they did it on like day three or something like that. So but yeah, it was right in the They beginning. actually had to fix it and re-weld it and it went the whole rest of the trip. Yeah. And drove all the way home. But yeah. no, no, they trailered it back here. They trailered it back. But yeah, still finished the whole rest of the trip. It came all the way home. Yep. That's awesome. 
Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, that was, that was uh, when we went Ultimate Adventure this year, that was version, was that version 3.0? That was the four link. That was the four link. So now we're three link. Now we're three link. What have we done since we've been three linked? Has it just been hanging out being cool? Well, we, we did the axle and the three link at the same time. That's right. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this, so this truck started off as a radius arm front end. And if you're not familiar with radius arms, you've got basically two giant arms going from the frame to the axle. Basically the same thing that Ford had from 2005 all the way up. Yeah. Um, so that's what comes with the factory, and, and for most everybody, that's that's fine. I mean, we had a set of our uh, a set of the Carly, uh, their fabricated radius arms on there. Looked Bar cool. They they do they offer great articulation for most everybody, not for us. <laughs> so we ended up then switching to a we put a pure performance four link on it. Mm -hmm. Still, we're kind of limited on some uh, articulation. That was the drive shaft issue. Yeah. Then the kind of the next. Next step is three link, and that kind of yeah. just gets you that little extra, little extra inch or two, mm -hmm. a couple inches. Sacrifice a little on road performance, yeah, for epic off road. For epic off road, and yeah. I mean, let's face it, this is a purpose built truck. This truck doesn't tow. This yeah. truck doesn't daily drive. This when this thing gets fired up, she's hitting the trail. Yeah, she's going off road. Now another thing, say off road. Mm -hmm. This truck is one hundred percent emissions compliant. Emissions intact. Yes, you guys heard me. Emissions are intact on this truck, and we have taken it on two ultimate adventures. We've taken it on numerous wheeling trips around town here. Um, I don't really feel a need that we need to do anything to that thing as far as power. I think any more power, we're going to start breaking other things with mm -hmm. it. Um, it's nice and quiet. It is. So, <laughs> yeah, we got the stock exhaust on there. We had to kind of reorganize where it went because we obviously lost yeah. some real estate. Uh, our first version 1.0, we actually had it going in the bed <laughs> and down. We actually did a video on that where yeah. Ben the Scientist came out. And, yeah. and we talked about that. And then actually uh, Dave reorged it and we now have it back underneath, back underneath the, the truck. truck so we gave some bed space. Yeah. But it's full emissions intact. Uh, performance upgrades, uh, you got your basics and your intake. Um, I believe we have, uh, I'm not even sure if it's tuned. It's tuned. It's tuned. So we yeah. do have tuning on it. And it has. Uh, uh, it has the AFE emissions compliant um, intake manifold on it. Mm -hmm. A BD uh, screamer. BD screamer. Mm -hmm. And BD manifold. BD manifold. Uh huh. And I, I think that's about, about it. it. Yeah, just the basics. They don't yeah. need, need to make a ton of power this thing. Yeah. Uh, transmission wise, it does have a BD converter in there. Yes. Um, with the BD Protec 68 kit in there with a valve body separator. So it actually shifts really nice. Yep. Concerning what it is, and it's actually, I want to, I'm going to bring a tangent on this thing to uh, Lenny and Dynamite. Uh, he was in here a couple weeks ago talking about stuff. He actually has a recently really nice video. I think we just shared it maybe today or a couple days ago, uh, talking about gear ratios and upping the RPM and giving yourself a mechanical advantage. Because we actually have owner Brian's truck. Yep. Uh, it's a 16 or 17. Can't remember what it is. Compounded 16. 30 or 2500. Yep. With a 68 RFE, but it's properly geared. And that's yeah. a bone stock transmission. And Brian's not nice with things. It's an Asian. <laughs> It's an ASIN. It's an ASIN. Oh, it's an ASIN. Yeah. Never mind. I think I got yeah. 68 yeah. but it's yeah. an ASIN. I remember that was an ASIN, yeah. And I believe people were having issues with ASINs as far as applying power to it when they're not geared right. This thing's yeah. got mechanical advantage. There's no issues with the transmission. Yeah. It's fantastic. Mechanical yeah. advantage. If you don't know what it is, look it up. They vlog it all up and mechanical advantage, but yeah. it's that a good It's a big deal. Yeah. So I totally for, I'm just gonna keep on that for a second because yeah. I totally forgot that I had an ASIN and it was stock. <laughs> I yeah. totally forgot. I was like, oh, because it's been the truck's been kind of AWOL for a while, so it's we, uh, yeah, we broke like, everything on it, broke the transmission. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we bent the rods. We bent the rods I mean, twice. Yeah. <laughs> no, bent the rods, broke the crank. Yeah. Um, it, it makes decent power. <laughs> yeah. 
And we're not nice on things. (laughs) So, but yeah, that's kind of (laughs) cool. But, yeah, uh, that truck's got less than like 40,000 miles on it and the engine's been out like three times. Yeah. It's hit. It's it might hit. be for sale. Oh, my mic. My mic. My mic. Mine did too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but our, our owner's got a thing with Mega Cabs, which I like Mega Cabs too. My actually, my favorite truck was my 06 Mega Cab. My second favorite truck that we built was actually, I think we, uh, we call it Hulk, which was the owner's, uh, it was an 07 Mega Cab, 59 sitting on 42 inch kevlar mtrs carly mm-hmm. suspension six inch like we had i think it was a dominator kit or was it i think it was probably like a modified dominator kit kind of like an unchained kit now as it would but um lockers front and rear that truck was awesome it had mm-hmm. at that near that ats 4000 single turbo on it that thing was awesome that was 71 well the mega cab that was here right when i first started working mm-hmm. there. yeah the hulk that was the first compounded truck i ever drove ah oh, man I, we're, all right, we're going to go on a major tangent yeah. here. But, so I started working here back in 2014, and yeah. my my history in the diesel industry was very limited. I actually went to school to be a traffic controller. I aged out on that, so I was really passionate about trucks. I like diesel trucks. I worked as a mechanic before, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to get into diesel performance. Mm-hmm. And I emailed Cooper, and for some reason, he emailed me back. I don't know why. Yeah. And then, like a month later, I was up here working. Yeah. I'm not from no. here. I just came up here. I met Tyler, and then we became friends, and... Now we have this thing docker. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, so I, I think I've been here for less than uh, less than a month. And Cooper walks by and goes, hey, take it out for a rip. And I'm like, uh, do what now? Because I've literally known all of you for two weeks. And I give him this truck, and it's got Brian's mountain bike in the rack in the back. And he, goes, he just says, don't go fast enough to ruin the bike because the bike's like eight grand. And I was like, uh, okay. And it's on 42s. I had to like jump up to get in there, yeah. even with the amp steps. And I go out there, and I get out on the road, and I'm like, well, I've lived my life this long going this way, so let's just have some fun. And I just yeah. pin it. I have no idea what to do. He goes, wow. 42s just yeah. F you down the road. I'm yeah. like, oh! Yeah. And I got back and, and, and I wish Cooper had a camera. He's like, I can see the look on your face. Yeah. Are, are you still a diehard 7.3 guy? And I was like, <laughs> yes, but wow. Yeah. Holy crap. Almost converted him. Almost converted him. <laughs> wow. Him. And that's where I was like, dude, counter rail injection. Yeah. Holy guacamole. Yeah. So I love Mega Cabs. I don't know why we got on that tangent because we've been talking about that Mega Cab. But, anyways. Back to Howie. <laughs> you know, I think that's going to be our my New Year's resolution for the podcast. Is Allow stay on track. No, no, I'm, I'm <laughs> the opposite. Okay, like, yeah. like I want to stay on track, but at the same time, I want allow tangents because I think yeah. I think sometimes when we get on tangents, where good stuff comes out. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, it's it's like uh, unscripted. It's like unscripted. unscripted television, and we're gonna. I want to I want to do tangents and keep rolling with tangents until you get to this point. Where you're like, oh uh, shit, we should. Go back and go back. Okay, <laughs> so, uh, back in Howie. So we've got uh, Mission's compliant truck, mm-hmm. and that was uh, kind of one of the cool things that was on the cover of Diesel Power magazine. They kind of highlighted, "Hey, this thing is does all this cool stuff." But Mission's still intact. Mm-hmm. Think about it, guys. I mean, it's uh, you can still have like again with all these new trucks that they're they're playing this horsepower war game. Mm-hmm. So they're having more and more and more and more horsepower. So you can get a truck. Has emissions intact with a tuner, you'd be pretty much at a you know 500 horsepower rear wheel truck really easily. Yeah. And when you were talking a purpose built rig for this for off road use, you don't need 700, 800 horsepower. No. Okay. I mean you, it helps. And it does but help. You don't need it. But you you also get to the point where you start breaking things yeah, I mean, because I mean you can only yeah. have so much traction and so much power to make that thing move. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I mean you could do you could do a ton with emissions still intact, so it's still legal for road use. 
and you still have fun with it. Well, that goes, and, and most people are not trailering their rigs yeah. to the trail. Like, yeah. you, you've got to drive there, wheel it, and drive home. Yeah. And that's where, like, I love those stickers, like, don't forget you got to drive it home, stupid. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I am not good at that. Yeah. Well, and speaking, if you're going to build, like, an off-road rig, I mean, that platform that we started with Howie, even if it was a long bed, that's mm-hmm. not a bad platform to start with because unlike, like, a Jeep or something like that where you've got to, okay, I want to put 37s on this. Well, guess what? you got to change your axis. You, you know, you got you got to address the you know transmission maybe if you're building more power, move the big tires and that sort of thing. Whereas if you start with like a three quarter ton Ram, you've you got know, axles. You've got axles. You've got drivetrain. Eleven and a half and the nine and a quarter front are those are great axles. Just make sure to trust it before you jump it. I've made that poor mistake and you have a truck that just smiles twenty four seven, which isn't bad, but it's kind of bad for your tires. <laughs> it was a happy mega cab. It was a happy mega cab, but yeah. I hated tires. So, so, but it's kind of a, I mean, most people don't think about it because it's a huge, heavy, big truck. Mm -hmm. Why would I build this for off-road use? Well, yeah, we get it. Yeah, we understand. If you like diesel and like off-roading and want to do both, not a bad platform. And again, the fact that you don't have to change axles and all this stuff, for like most of the wheeling that that we do, like for fun, like we might go to the ORV park in Spokane here and Mm -hmm. go play around, you're not going to break anything. No. What's the worst going to happen? You're going to... Get stuck or well, not you might need a little bit bigger of a truck to pull you out. But. Exactly. <laughs> but then, and the other thing that's kind of cool with uh, with the diesel pickup like that is on the road dates. Yeah. Mileage. Everybody buys diesels because it's a big truck and you get good mileage. Now, granted, around five fifty or forty two, <laughs> yeah. your mileage does go down a little bit. But with all the other trucks that are maybe running a strong out four cylinder with really high gearing that are yeah. barely able, like. They have to make a requirement on the trip that you have to be able to maintain 55 miles an hour. Yeah, highway speed and somewhere close. So because, like, there are trucks that like they're geared so low for off-road that like you can't maintain 55 miles an hour. Or if you yeah. are, you're screaming at like four grand. <laughs> yeah. So Howie, if I recall, Howie was not getting terrible mileage. No. It, it was, it, you know, every, they stopped to fill up. It's like, well, we could top off. <laughs> yeah. Get a Snickers. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing. When you have a correctly set up truck with the correct gears, with your tire size, mm-hmm. you can maintain those highway driving characteristics. And so this is another kind of check in the cool cool category for for doing for doing that kind of build. Um, and again, it's not a build that most people will do for off road. Like no. How many times you go off road to see a three quarter ton truck? That's true. And, and we, we are those guys that bring the full-size stuff. Yeah. We, uh, we typically have a full-size rig. Um, we took Grandma two years. A full-size Jeep. Full-size Jeep. I think we'll do an episode on Grandma. We don't have her anymore, but she was awesome. She's one of my favorites. That was one of my favorites. Yeah. Oh, man. She was good. I got to She's drive like her. dirty and old. Time. Yeah, dirty, just, old, stinky, just, and rusty. Just, yeah. But it was, it was a great point-and-shoot rig. Yeah. And I think, I think we actually should probably do some... Send episodes on our rigs here. We're gonna we're gonna yeah. try and figure out how to move this camera to really. These are gonna be good for YouTube episodes yeah, and the the live videos here. But we want to get out there and actually sit there and look at the truck with you guys and talk about stuff. Yeah. There's a lot of cool things going on there. Yeah, and we can even talk about the interior. The interior on that truck is fully kitted. It's actually pretty awesome. The bed it has ram boxes. Yes, it I totally does. Forgot about yes, that. we it found has, a ram box bed for it. Has ram boxes, so we we've got no more exhaust in the bed. Mm-hmm. So we've got bed space. I, there's like two spare tires back there. Yeah. But two full-size spares. Yeah. We've got, I think they even pack an ARB cooler in the back there. We've got the rooftop tent mm-hmm. with, on the roof rack. So it's a, And it's a hard case rooftop tent, mm-hmm. which is super, super cool. Yeah. Uh, and then 
full roll cage, so you're, you're safe. And then it's got the uh, what brand seats are in that thing? Is, is it Mastercraft? I think, I think they are Mastercraft seats. I could be wrong. It's extremely comfortable, even with the roll cage. It's got so it's got the aftermarket seats and it's got a like a Tuffy box uh, mm -hmm. center console. A bunch of switch pros. <clears throat> yeah. 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 Radio, rugged radios in there. Yeah, yeah. That thing is that thing is epic. Sitting in it, you would think like, oh man, that thing's probably not that comfortable. <laughs> Those seats are awesome. And about six thousand Baja lights on it. Yeah, seriously. And, oh, and we got Warren Winch's front and rear with skid plates. Yes, front and rear with skid plates. And Dave in the shop had built basically custom skid plates for this thing. So you look under the truck, and she's pretty well. She's pretty well skid. Yeah. It ain't plastic, and it's metal. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, this again, this is probably one of our best off-road rigs that we built. Mm -hmm. Other than I mean, I don't know, Cooper's pretty jacked on his new JL. So <laughs> yeah, get ready for some JL content. We, yeah. we have a problem here where we buy lots of things, yeah. and, and then within five minutes they've changed. Yeah, and then they have thirty sevens, and they've already been off roaded, and they don't have like four thousand miles on them. <laughs> yeah, it's a good habit. It's, ba it's bad good habit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nothing stays around very long, but it's always no. cool. Yeah, that's gonna be a cool one. Uh, yeah. And I'm not even sure what we're taking on next year with uh, UA. Eventually, I think we're probably gonna announce that, but I think. Uh, I think next year is going to be cool. Well, it's, it's going to be cool. Yeah. It's in the shop. But it's in the shop. Can't say anything. Can't say nothing. Yeah. Don't tell anybody. Don't say anything. Don't come by. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. I think for, for Howie, uh, that's, I mean, that's pretty as far as kind of, we get into, I pretty much, I, I kind of want to get into certain parts of Howie, and it's going to be more in, depth. more in depth, especially with the camera. We can somebody get the camera out there or get like a live stream. <laughs> I want to talk about interior, I want to talk about suspension, I want to talk yes. about lights, I want to talk about engine, I want to talk about wheels and tires, and I want you guys to be able to see what we see, because I think that's one of the big, uh, it's hard to translate that on a podcast, if you're listening to this on a podcast, I would highly recommend checking out some of our videos once we do get them up, we actually yeah. have great videos now uh, for the build of Howitzer, we have like mm -hmm. a 10 part series I think or something, or, quite a bit, yeah, it's probably more like 5 parts, yeah. <laughs> I might be overestimating there, yeah. uh, I'm in it, I think Tyler's in it, everybody's Everybody. in it basically, because it was, it, was, it was a full kind of shop build there, yeah. Um, but it's actually really cool. And I want to get some 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 of you guys to actually see it because you see it in the magazine, you see it in the videos. Yeah, and there's a lot of things too that like you might hear us say that like, well, why they do that? Yeah. Well, it may make might make more sense when we go out there and actually show you on why we did did certain things, especially like we had a lot of questions on, hey, why did you guys put the DPF in the bed? Why did you guys run the exhaust for the bed? Well, simply put, we ran out of room. Yeah. Axle articulation was more important than the exhaust routing for us. So yeah, uh, and that's why I ended up there. Uh, thankfully enough, we got Dave in here to kind of, kind of rework that, re-engineer that so it'll work and put it back under the bed. But there's things like that that doesn't really kind of make much sense when you hear it, but when you see it, it kind of just falls all together. All right, so we're transitioning to questions now. We Ooh, do have some questions. Right ben McPherson says, hello, gentlemen. Hello, sir. Hello, Ben. There's stuff on the way to you. Ooh. I'm finally happy to say that. Nice. Stuff's on the way to you. I'm stoked for you. <laughs> Uh, ben Brown actually says, "Hey boys, in your opinion, what is the uh, what is high mileage for a five nine or six seven, say 04 and up? Uh, so five nine or six seven, what's high mileage? Uh, I'd say if you're in a five nine, high mileage. If you want to go by my standard, like if I'm looking for a truck, I I try to find something like one seventy five or under. To me, I mean, once you start getting that two hundred k mark." I think that's getting up there. I mean, some people will probably argue that with me and say, oh, that's not too bad. Um, I, if I'm going to buy one, I want to be the one to click 200 on it. <laughs> that's true. For, for me, it's I always like the 
Well, Ben McPherson wants to know about the bumper on Howie. We're going to get to that. Yeah. But the uh, for me, I, I love fighting trucks as close to 100 grand as I can. Yeah. And I know I pay a premium for them, but I love yeah. the fact that, like, when I stack miles on it, it's like, I hit 140. Yeah. I hit 150. Yeah. I hit 180. Yeah. But as far as what would I consider high mileage, it really depends on what I'm going to be using the truck for. If this truck, let's say it's a, you know, uh, it says 04 and up, so we'll call it a 0407 common rail. If I'm going to be, say, trying to make this truck into a nice daily driver for my family, I honestly don't really care the mileage as long as things have been taken care of and it's nice. Yeah. Um, so, but I will say I probably draw the line at about 260. If, if, I think that's getting up there. If someone came, were, came to me and had a, like an 05 truck that was bone stock and had 260 on it, and it was like single owner, maintained, beautiful interior... You're probably going to get it for a good price, and honestly, mm -hmm. I probably would do intake, tuner, exhaust, and clean the interior and just drive. Yeah, and maybe a little bit of suspension yeah. on there, but that's you know for something like that. Now, if it's for it's a towing work, or daily, so work. Yeah. Oh, so for towing and daily, okay. If it's a truck, I'm just going to beat the crap out of it. it means you're going to be putting a lot of miles on it. So, and it might be not the easiest miles either. Maybe not the easiest miles either. Yeah. When I when I have my work trucks, I beat the crap out of them. Yeah. I hate the fact that I did that, but I did. <laughs> and so I would probably, I think sub 200. If you're going to find a truck, yeah. you got to stack miles on sub 200. I know it seems kind of like an arbitrary number, but for the five nines, you're starting that 200 mark, especially if it was a work truck. Yeah. And the guy before you was working it. Yeah. That interior is going to be trashed. Yeah. It's very hard to find a work truck that hasn't been trashed like that. Yeah. Um, so I would say, yeah, right in there, less than 200. If it's a 6.7, you can probably knock that down to 150. Yeah. If it's a newer 6.7, like an actual, maybe like a 12 and up or a 13 year up, 100 or less. Yeah. Right in there. Um, you, obviously, you can find guys that just stack miles on there. Um, but yeah, I think all that's kind of get taken into, into, into account. For me, I, I think. It all kind of depends on how the guy took care of it. I mean, you can go that little higher mileage if you know it's <clears throat> something that was really well taken care of. I mean, and, and we keep on jumping to interior, but that isn't like really a good gauge on how well that truck was taken care of. Yeah. I mean, really, because I mean, the interiors are kind of the first thing to d deteriorate, especially on like the 04 to 12 trucks. Mm -hmm. um, so if you look at a truck that's been just, just like hammered inside, well, there's a good indication you didn't take care of anything else. So <laughs> yeah, it really is. And, and I always thought that was total malarkey when I was younger because yeah. I always took good, good care of my trucks mechanically, but inside some of them just got trashed. Yeah. And, as I kind of like progressed further and further and started driving things more and more, I was like, man, like I, I don't like being inside my truck anymore because it's so trashed. Yeah. I ended up buying new interior panels, like actually cleaning it up. And you feel better. It's like triangle success. Look good, feel good, play good, man. Yep. You know, have Absolutely. a nice interior. It'll make you feel better. Um, and you don't have to have leather have a nice interior. No. Just make sure that the interior is actually everywhere it needs to be. The seats aren't sacked out. Switches work. The, the little, the, the, the switches aren't, have the covers <laughs> wore off of them. Like, I don't look like, oh, <laughs> I hate that so much. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was episode like I just listened or something like that. <laughs> I listened to it and I was getting fired up. I'm like, God, who sits there and does that? <laughs> just just sits so there and just, oh, I'm going to get to the. <laughs> I want to get uh, through the labeling and yes. get to the, get to the white part. I want to annoy the crap out of myself. I hate that. <laughs> so, in other words, if you find a truck and any of the switches are war, Turn around and walk away. Don't even say why. Just walk. Just go. Knock off $1,000 per button. Yeah. Or do that. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get a suburban like me and all the buttons are worn off. But that's life because it's got a ton of miles on life. 
Um, let's see here. Uh, oh, rear bumper on howitzer. That yeah. is That's custom. Because it has, it's like rear bumper. Is it kind of mercenary? Like, uh, was it a mercenary? Knockoff? Rear bumper with a. Because they spot. added the sides. Well, they added the sides to it too, mm -hmm. like the kind of the rock rails there on the sides, and then yeah, they added the winch valve. So it's a. I mean, at this point, it's like a fully custom bumper, but I yeah. did it start as a mercenary. It started as a mercenary, and there was oh, I think he was talking about actually putting that into production. Yeah. And mercenary is a small company. Very small. It's like one guy. One guy. Yeah. <laughs> he makes really nice bumpers. They are Todd, Todd Ferry? I think it's Todd Ferry. I haven't talked to him in a while. I yeah. used to. I used to ship stuff to him all the time. And yeah. Used to get bumpers from him all the time. But they're they're my choice of bumper choice. Um, but yeah. they're they're kind of few and far between. And it's always kind of like if the demand's there, then he'll make more because he welds yeah. them all himself. Yeah. Like, and, and they're, they're all plated and they're, and they're yeah. all clean and they're all, I mean, there's some of them that have a bunch of these little individual pieces that are cut and welded and he finishes them. They're super, super clean. Yeah. And they're one really cool thing I like about his bumpers, especially the front. I hate the pre-runner bumpers that show all your crap. Like, oh, I can see my body mount. I can mm -hmm. see all this wiring. I can see this. I hate that. And what's cool with the mercenaries is he plates all that in. So you yeah. can't see any of that. So when you look at the front of the truck, you see tire and you see this nice plated bumper that goes right into your inner fender. So mm -hmm. really, really nice stuff. Yeah. Um, and that, so and, and there is a a, a worn is it sixteen five rear two? It might be a ten. Is he on ten? I, I don't think it's a sixteen five just because yeah. of the space. Yeah. It's, it's, it's where we could fit yeah. in there. But <laughs> it's the biggest one we could fit back there with a factor fifty five fair lead in there and like that. Yeah. That's synthetic cable. Um, let's see I, I always wondered. Just on this, on this hand, I always wondered if we hook up like the front winch and the rear winch to like trees and like winch them up. If we could like hammock this thing. <laughs> if the trees I mean, were strong, obviously it would flip. But I mean, how I, cool? Because I've seen pictures of guys out in the outback or something like that that yeah. used a winch on the front, like over a tree, to yeah. like get the front up so they could work on it. Yeah, that's I mean, kind of sketchy. It's kind of sketchy. It's sketchy as hell. But I mean, I, if you're in a pinch, you gotta do it. You know? Yeah. I always think of like the movie Sahara, like they're out there, like trying yeah. to do that. I mentioned them doing that kind of crap, but like, would uh, it pull itself up? I don't know. Like, how, how funny would that be? Like, you walk in the woods and you see like how it's <laughs> Spider Man. Or <laughs> two, two trees. We could, how it could, like, could be slacklining. Yeah. Like, oh, those, those, those hipsters out there slacklining. You got a pretty uh, quarter ton truck on a 42 slacklining. Now I need to do this video and we need to figure out how to do it without a flip. Yeah. That'd be epic. So this is what you get in 2019. You get two minutes <laughs> about how it's our slack <sighs> uh, Let's see here. Ben McPherson says, uh, video Cooper slamming the rear bumper new way and didn't budge. Yes. Uh, if you guys didn't know this, like when I read your comments, I can usually only read like the first like three or four lines. I don't know why yeah. it always does this to me until Facebook does like a proper update. Um, I can't actually see it. We should probably get a real laptop up here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it didn't budge. Like he beat the crap. Like, yeah. Trucks that we build that Cooper drives have to be a certain sort of tough. <laughs> yeah. You don't get the nickname Smash by being really delicate with things. And, like, you think you're hard on stuff. I think I'm hard on stuff. I wish we could swear on this episode. Yeah. Because <laughs> there, there's, there's a certain F word that Cooper gives none of when he drives like that. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're talking about the guy who absolutely destroyed a KM X3 where he had to get a new frame. Yeah. <laughs> How do you do that? By going hard. <laughs> go big or go home. Damn, I forgot to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that thing is bulletproof. Pretty much everything on there has to be bulletproof. Because mm -hmm. we, we usually try to overbuild things because UA, UA, you don't want to be stuck. First day. You only broke down first day. No. 
Mama Reserve. Reserve, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> the Cooper's not double count trucks. Yes, Big McPherson, you're correct. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to get to my rant for the day. And yes. my day started off like, okay. And so I have a lot of like social media interaction on the page and whatnot. But I will say, I am thoroughly impressed with a lot of the love that we get on social media with stuff. Yeah. It blows my mind. Uh, even when I first started working here, our Instagram page had like like four posts. Yeah. Or something. It, was, it was not very well taken care of. And even, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, social media was big in 2014, obviously, but it wasn't nowhere near what it is now. No. Yeah. Um, but I just, I, I love the fact that we are starting to get a real good core following with our social media people yeah. and those who interact with us on Facebook, on these podcasts, on Instagram. Uh, emails coming in back and forth. It makes it, it. I don't want to try and like make ourselves martyrs or anything like that. It's like, <laughs> it feels good. Like yeah. it's it's very nice. So if you've ever, oh, my just falling off there. Uh, <laughs> if you ever thought about like making a comment or something like that, I read all of them. Yeah, I see all of them. The first thing I do when I get get up in the morning, I check D Supply Products Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. That's all I do. Even if you don't, even if it's not me directly, you know, I'm not maybe not typing back to you. I read everything. Mm-hmm. If you do get a response, it's like a 90 percent chance it's me talking back to you. Yeah. No, I don't mean talking back like sarcastic. Like, yeah. Actually, it's probably going to be sarcastic. <laughs> it might be. I love I love <laughs> starting stuff and having fun and, and posting memes and gifts and stuff like that. Yeah. So, uh, I do want to generally thank those folks that do interact with us. It's uh, absolutely. Like, it's a it's a lot of fun. I enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anybody that leaves reviews on our website, I mean, that's awesome. I mean, it's. We had, I mean, we did a whole episode on reviews. It not only helps us, not only helps manufacturers, but it helps the customers that are also shopping for the same product. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> well, mine, um, as I've mentioned, Suburban. The burb. The burb. Okay. So, I almost died a couple of times driving into work uh, because of the snow and ice that we've had. So, I finally pulled the trigger and I got some wheels and tires on the Suburban. Uh, no lift. Okay. No lift. No lift. No lift. Okay. So we've got <clears throat> got a set of 35-12-50-17 Nitto Terra Grappo G2s. They're actually the same exact tires that I had on my Ram 1500 Eco Diesel. I love them. It's a good all-terrain tire. Works great in snow, the snow, sleet, whatever, sand, everything. So it's kind of a great all-around tire. Then I just <clears throat> threw some, uh, I went vintage with it, threw some old soft eights, some black steel wheels on her. Now, this Never is going to get the old girl going like a soft eight. Yeah, <laughs> you betcha, <laughs> you betcha. Um, so, <laughs> what what anybody needs to do whenever they work on anything is is check bolts, okay? Because after I got my tires installed and I've been driving around and been pretty jacked, like thinking it's looking pretty cool, because it actually does it look does really look cool. <laughs> like even with no lift, like it looks it looks cool. Well, one day it was actually Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve, I woke up and I felt, I smelled smell Christmas in the air. It smelled wonderful and joyful. It smelled like Rumpelmans. It smelled like Rumpelmans and, and, and pumpkin, not pumpkin spice. What's that spice they put on those pine, pine cones? Whatever that, whatever that crap is. Mulling um, spice. Yeah. What was that? Cinnamon. Cinnamon? cinnamon. It smelled like cinnamon. Sure. kind of smelled like a little bit like success. I felt good. Driving into work. And uh, I started hearing this, this noise. I'm like, what in the hell is that crap? <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, we're just going to kind of see how far I can make this and see where I can go. Well, I, it got to the point where it was so loud that I had to stop. And when I did stop, and keep in mind, I have, like, my wife's Christmas presents in the rig with me because I hadn't wrapped them yet. 
and all, I've got all my stuff with me. And uh, I get out of the rig, and uh, my front front driver tire, not tire, my front driver wheel is about ready to fall off. Yeah, so I ruined a wheel. <laughs> had to buy a new wheel. <laughs> so moral of the story, check torque, especially on wheels, when you put new wheels on, especially on older rigs. That was my mistake. I take full responsibility for it. I was super stupid of me not to check that. I could have saved myself, whatever it cost me for that steel wheel. But... Um, yeah, so check torque on wheels. You'll, you know, save yourself. Because yeah, it could have been a lot worse. Don't be afraid to check. Yeah. Everybody check. gets one. Everybody, yeah. Everybody it happened. It can, and, and it's funny because in any other rig that I've ever had, I've put my wheels and tires on, torque it, and I have checked it, and nothing is ever loose. And so this is the one time where I put these on, I'm like, ah, is she good? Mm-hmm. And I just, I just kept driving it. And yeah, so check torque, check torque, check torque, check torque. Anytime you do anything, recheck your work. Things can vibrate loose, especially when you got an old clapped out rig like I got. Mm-hmm. Things will vibrate, things will come loose. So, moral of the story, check torque. Did I say check torque? Someone say them about check torque? I think you need to check the torque. Check torque. <laughs> uh, ben McPherson says uh, it did break down the first diff on the front diff. It did, but we yeah, fixed it. We fixed it. And it- who knew that was going to happen? Yeah, seriously, that was things. like the last Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. You can't plan for that. I'm going to carry an extra axle in the yeah. back. Yeah. Who does that? Should we? Hey, we got the room now. UA 2025. <laughs> got the room. Two full axles. Yeah. Extra spare axles, yeah. you know. And he says, Tyler, I'm liking the hat. That's yeah. a beautiful hat. R2.8. That's a drop-in motor for your Jeeps. Yeah. If you're a fan of UA, uh, you know what the R2.8 is. Players out there. We've got a uh, we've got a Jeep here with an R2 in it. Yeah, maybe that'll be that'll that's be, another great episode. That's another great episode. Yeah. So thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it very much. We'll be back next Thursday. I'm not sure we're gonna do next Thursday. I've got I've got plans for this year, yeah. and we're gonna we're gonna keep going on the tangents. If you like the tangents, please let us know. If you think they're absolutely terrible, I'll go ahead and whip myself in the back because it was <laughs> a terrible idea to begin with. But 2019. Yeah. New year, new year, new me, new tangents. Yeah. Same beer new, in the cup. Still yes. looking for a beer sponsor, by the way. Yes. <laughs> it's got to be good, though. It's got to be good. Like crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take a kick of Keystone, please. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're over that. <laughs> We're adults. <laughs> Anyhow, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week, 3.15 p.m. Pacific time. This is Tyler. I'm Ben. Leave a review. Screenshot. Ben to SpireFox.com. Dank meme. Sure. A plus producer hit the stop button baby shark thanks for tuning in make sure to like comment and subscribe for all of your diesel performance needs be sure to visit us at dieselpowerproducts.com you'd think with four of us spread out on a tiny island that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing but as i've learned no matter where i've been whitetails can be damn tricky Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.